It's the podcast time, podcast time. Everyone loves podcast time, podcast time, podcast time. Everyone loves podcast time. With the semester nearing its end and postgrad feeling closer, we wanted to hear from a few different adults about what paths they took before landing their adult jobs. This week's episode on the Whitman Wire podcast follows the postgrad plans of four different professors to hopefully inspire our listeners to take a deep breath and relax. We first sat down with Rachel George, a professor of anthropology here at Whitman. Her path included a variety of jobs, some of which she enjoyed and some of which she didn't like that much. I'm Rachel George, um, and I teach in the anthropology department. Great. And um, what did you do after you graduated from undergrad and before you came to Whitman? Uh, After I graduated from undergrad, I worked briefly at the NYU Business School, and then for about two years, I worked at the National Office of the uh, American Civil Liberties Union in New York as a legal assistant and then I went to graduate school for linguistic anthropology at UCLA. Cool. And which would you say of those things that you did before coming to Whitman was your least favorite? Oh, working at the business school, for sure. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> because, well, I actually got paid a lot more to do that than I did to work at the ACLU. But it, it wasn't it wasn't particularly meaningful work. I think I didn't have enough to do, um, but I had to be there all day, every day. And yeah. I think it, it wasn't a horrible job. I didn't hate it. I made friends. I was only there for six months, so it was a really it was a really short thing. But uh, it was just didn't excite me the way that the things I did afterwards did. And which of those things was your favorite thing to do? Oh, gosh. Well, I I mean, working at the ACLU was really stressful. There's a lot of really, really high-stakes deadlines and a lot of work that has to be done quickly and extremely correctly. Mm-hmm. Making a mistake can um, mean something doesn't get filed in the court or something like that. So that was really stressful, but really fulfilling and really exciting. You know, and that's only a year and a half or so compared to seven years of grad school, which is really, really hard to compare. I, I think I, the, the best of grad school was probably better than mm-hmm. the best of the ACLU, and the worst of grad school was probably worse than yeah. the worst of the ACLU. So both of them would be maybe contenders for the, the best, but for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And... If I remember correctly, what did you do right after you graduated, the summer after you graduated? Oh, right, yeah. So right after I graduated, I, well, first I went back to my hometown for Mm -hmm. about a month, and I taught swimming lessons, which I had been doing since high school, and lived at home, and was part of my first friend to get married's wedding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I came back, and I house sat for a professor for about a month, and lifeguarded at the NYU fitness center and worked my friend was putting on an off-off Broadway show and so I sat Mm -hmm. in the box office um, for like three weeks or something like that and helped her out with various tasks and all the while I was trying to find a full-time job and like figure out where I was going to live and all that. Cool and what advice would you give for seniors who are about to graduate and thinking about the unknown? I think I think that there's two things which might seem maybe in contradictory, but I don't think they are. One of which is to be really 
active and not be afraid if someone gives you somebody's number call them I remember like a professor of mine gave me this number of this like high status very accomplished person and I was terrified to call her and I finally called her and it was totally fine Mm -hmm. so like on the one hand like be really proactive and bold and on the other hand you can embrace the uncertainty of the moment and um a lot of people, especially people who are very successful in school, are going to face like a level of rejection that they have probably not been used to facing up and up until that point, just because that's how applying for jobs works. Um, and a lot of like throwing your CV into the ether never to be heard from again. And so to just um, toughen yourself up for that process and then not take it personally. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks so much. <laughs> Next, I sat down with Francesca Chubb-Confer, my religion professor. After she graduated, she kept going with academia and jumped straight into grad school. She did, however, have a silly job before college. We've just been asking what have been fun jobs that you've had before being a professor um, that are not necessarily academic. So (laughs) starting with like, what did you do right after college? Well, I, so I went right from college to graduate school, which uh-huh. is something that I actually would not recommend. Right. <laughs> Me too. Um, I would recommend, like, taking some time off. But a fun job, I will say a fun job that I did have um, before I went to college, which sort of ages me a little bit, but I feel like it's a good, I don't know, representation of a bygone era is that I've worked at a video rental store. <gasps> wow. <laughs> when those exist. How did you get that job? Where did you, was it a, was it a high school job? Yeah, I was in high school. It, it wasn't even a chain. It wasn't even a blockbuster. Nice. It was like a local video rental store. Nice. <laughs> those still exist. That's cool. And then right from grad school, did you go straight to, to being professor or what was the... Was there time in between? Um, there was sort of a time in between. Increasingly, what a lot of people are doing is, um, so I got my PhD in 2020, uh-huh. and then I did a postdoc, like a postdoctoral fellowship at uh-huh. the same institution where I had done my PhD for two years. Uh-huh. Um, and increasingly, like a lot of people do that instead of going right into a tenure track or a non-tenure track job, a teaching job, like right uh-huh. after the PhD, they'll do um, a postdoc for a year or two right. years. Right. Um, and where was that? So that was where I got my PhD at the University of Chicago. Got it. And my postdoc was also there. Got it. Got it. And then, and then you you did the professor thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. And then and then I came to Whitman. And came um, to Whitman. Yes, I came to Whitman. Yeah, in 2022, so last year, nice. on a two year two year gig as a nice. visiting assistant professor in the religion department. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yes, Mia. But professor, what did you do between high school and college? Between high school and college, I actually took a gap year, Um, so I didn't go right to college. I decided that I wanted to take a year off, and I really wanted to travel, Uh, and so perhaps like unsurprisingly to people who take any classes with me, I went to India for that year, um, which is what like sparked my, you know, personal and professional interest in the study of religion and the study of languages of South Asia. Nice. That's so cool. I wish I'd taken the gap year. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Thank you. Next, we talked to Katrina Roberts, our creative writing professor, who also happens to wear beautiful coats to class. She graduated and moved far from home to an island off the coast of France. What, What was the first thing you did when you left college? What was your next step post college, if you did do the college thing? Post college, Mm 
I had a writing grant okay. out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was from, from the college, but it was kind of out of nowhere. And I went to Europe for oh. a year to write. Nice. Whoa. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, and partway through the year, I had to come back for some family stuff unexpectedly. And so I worked in a little bookstore mm. in New Hampshire, and I loved working in a bookstore. Mm. Amazing for a writer. Yeah. Kind of a treat. Seems right. awesome. And the bookstore manager at some point said, well, what are you going to do when your grant runs out? Right. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> hadn't actually gotten that far. <laughs> but I did make enough money to go back to an island off the coast of France for a while. And I, but before I left, I applied to graduate programs in creative writing. When I heard that I'd gotten into Iowa, I came back to the country, end of the year, mm -hmm. and moved from one island off the coast of Europe to an island in the middle of the country. <laughs> so, then, so then I was in Iowa, but I had worked, um, and I did grad school, and I taught. I ended up getting a teaching grant, uh -huh. um, so, and I actually taught rhetoric, um, which was crazy for yeah. a poet in leopard pants. <laughs> it's okay, I learned a lot. Um, and then I had worked in advertising and marketing Whoa. for summers. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I had a job writing ad copy. And that actually was really wonderful because really the language of advertising is supposed to be memorable mm -hmm. and distilled. Right. So that's actually kind of an interesting career option path for someone who has writing poetry interests. Uh -huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I would never think to put poetry in advertising. Uh, yeah, I, well, and it's funny because there's a history of that. Like, Marion Moore wrote ad copy for, like, the Edsel car. Like, there's uh -huh. a whole, there's a whole, yeah. I knew nothing of that then. But <laughs> I, I had a bunch of jobs, like, waiting tables and you know that kind of thing right um, picking strawberries doing Ooh. manual labor yeah <laughs> that's lovely but yeah nice cool that's awesome that's exactly what awesome and it's so interesting too yeah thank you very for fun. doing that yeah. yeah my pleasure finally i sat down with mark schlossberg my very own father who is a professor of urban planning at the university of oregon he took a very indirect route to becoming a professor. My name is Mark Schlossberg, and I am a professor of city and regional planning at the University of Oregon. I've been a professor since 2001, and my journey to becoming a professor was a very indirect one. So I was a marketing business major as an undergraduate student at the University of Texas. And actually my post-graduation employment story begins between my junior and my senior year of college when I just took a very random secretarial summer job to make some money. And I went through a temp agency to find that job and was placed with a nonprofit organization in Los Angeles that focused on environmental education and environmental justice issues. I was hired mostly uh, because I had some computer skills at that time uh, when not many people had computer skills of word processing and, and basic things like that. And I was a secretary for the summer, just making some money. When I graduated, that same organization decided to offer me a full-time job and train me to be a fundraiser for that organization. 
And that was a real entry for me into the work in the nonprofit field, focusing on social good issues. And I really liked that. And it was really different from what I was pursuing in my undergraduate life. And so I worked for this environmental education organization uh, for a year after I graduated. And then I moved to uh, the San Francisco Bay Area and took a different job with a different nonprofit organization, this one focusing on uh, housing for people who were both in recovery from mental illness and substance abuse. And this really sort of strengthened my understanding of this uh, sector, the nonprofit sector, where there was people working professionally, getting a paycheck, and while at the same time their work was contributing to the social good. And I really enjoyed being in those environments, uh, even though my jobs uh, within uh, both of these nonprofits were administrative uh, in nature. But small nonprofits don't always have the biggest career ladders, and I felt like I was getting stalled out a little bit and decided to get a graduate degree, and I had no idea what to get a master's degree in, and I somewhat randomly just chose urban planning at a local university, and it turned out that that uh, graduate degree was just perfect for me, uh, because for me, uh, the study of urban planning is really about focusing on our neighborhoods and our cities, trying to understand how they don't work, uh, trying to figure out like what are our values that we wanna reach and how do we reorganize our cities to get there. So it's a really nice fit for me. So I got a graduate degree in planning after my master's degree uh, and during my master's degree, I got married and after my degree, my wife and I moved to Fiji as uh, Peace Corps volunteers. I spent two years as a Peace Corps volunteer focusing on uh, rural sustainable development and decided after living for two years on a tropical island that uh, I wasn't ready to enter a job with two weeks vacation, so I decided to get another degree. So I went and got a PhD uh, at the University of Michigan focused on uh, urban planning. And from there, I came to the University of Oregon and started my life as a professor. Those are a bunch of fun stories. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're both seniors, mm -hmm. and we've been thinking about what can you even do after you graduate? And it, and it makes me feel um, fearful and full of dread. Um, but how have these stories changed how you think about life post-grad? I think it's nice hearing these stories. I think it shows me actually just how much time we have after we graduate. Um, and I think there's, it's easy to feel really pressured to go straight into grad school or like know exactly what you want to do um, right. right after you graduate, especially with how many people ask you what your plans are. Right. But how are we even supposed to know what we want to do when we haven't lived in the real world? Right. So welcome to the real world. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our very last episode of the Whitman Wire podcast for the semester. It was a pleasure making podcasts. And we hope you continue to tune in next semester. And with that, we sing goodbye to the Whitman Wire podcast.